Okay, guys, welcome back to the next series of How Contract Explained. We're here with Captain Rob Willoughby and First Officer Sean Lee. What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. So, Rob, you're in uniform today. You working? I am. I got to go to Oakland, but I did get in the water this morning, so anything get in the water is a good day in my book. But there you guys, go. Going to let me go fly airplanes today, nice. which is exciting. And you're making the time to come in here and talk to our pilots about this before you take off. We appreciate that. Of course. Are you on a 3.30? What are you, what are you for? Are you still 2.20? Uh, no, 3.30. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Back in the 3.30 again. So, yeah. with that started, shall we uh, talk a little bit about uh, today's section, Rob? Let's do it. Let's get into the contract. All right. Today we are talking about vacation. What would you like to start with on that? Uh, why don't we talk about accrual? That's uh, how many days you get, which if you look in the PWA, we actually accrue our vacation in days, but then when you bid it and use it, it comes out in hours. So that can be a little confusing for people. Yeah, it makes it a little different. And especially as we go forward in the PWA, we uh, our, our vacation day value is increasing. So um, for 2023, it stays at the previous contract rate of three hours per day. But uh, for next year, 2024, it jumps up to three and a half hours per day, which is a nice increase. And then moving up to 345 per day in 2026. However, if United, American, Delta all exceed four hours per day by September of 25, then we too will get four hours per day for the year 2026. So United and Delta does, right? But American still pending? Uh, American just passed theirs. Delta, of course, does. We're waiting on United's uh, TA to see if they ratify which all signs but they're going to, they will. trending on their way. Correct. To so, so as of now, it looks like all three are going to be above four hours long before September 2025. And then that for us kicks in at 26, four Correct. hours a day, if they all ratify. You got it. And one thing we should touch on, too, since we have so many new people, is that the this vacation accrual scale starts after your first year. So with less than one year on property, your uh, vacation is prorated per month. Um, so you're getting a vacation value each month that you're on property um, that you are working. So if you're on sick leave without pay or on a leave of absence for more than two weeks in a month, then you won't accrue vacation. And that does apply to, to all pilots as well. Uh, let's talk about vacation distribution. Sure. This is uh, one big change from what we had before in our last PWA. So um, now the company has to put 100% of the vacation liability in each category for bid. So starting in October, when we bid for primary vacation, there will be enough slots for every single pilot to bid all of their vacation that they have accrued if they elect to. Um, you're only required to bid seven days of vacation, but the company has to put out enough vacation lines for every single pilot to bid all of their vacation. The uh, allotment is spread out whereby the company has to put a minimum of 5% per month spread out evenly across that month. Um, but of course, if you do the math on that 5% times 12 months only gets you 60% of the total liability of vacation. So the extra vacation lines have to be put um, in, in other months, you know, it's likely not to be over Christmas or the 4th of July, but, um, they will spread out those extra vacation lines in other months of the year for pilots to bid. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. 
100% vacation liability in each category. Sure. Just a little deeper explanation for some of the new guys that may not understand that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we have, let's say, a category with 20 pilots, and they each have 100 hours of vacation accrued. Well, there needs to be enough vacation lines spread out throughout the year that each of those pilots can take their 100 hours of vacation if they elect to. Now, of course, some of those senior pilots might be able to bid and get the days off they like, so they're only going to take their seven days of vacation, which would be currently 21 hours, and then they're going to cash out their other 79 hours at the end of the year and, and get a big payout if they don't want to take all their vacation. But the company has to have enough vacation slots on the books for all 20 of those pilots to bid and take their 100 hours of vacation if they elect to. Okay, so there should never be a pilot who says, I can't take a, a vacation day. Correct, yeah. I mean, you obviously might not be able to get vacation over, you know, a, a holiday if you're junior, but you will be able to take all of your vacation at some point in the year. What would you say about our vacation bidding process? The vacation bidding process um, is done in October for the primary vacation, and each pilot is given a specific time and date to bid. So it's incremental time where you can physically call in to Josie or whoever is doing it this year to uh, bid on your vacation in real time and see what spots are available. There also is a form where you can put in your requests ahead of time if you're you know, flying, for example, during your window to bid the specific vacation. Um, so you can put in your requests ahead of time. But um, for primary vacation, you have to bid in seven-day increments. Uh, which can be split one time, but it is limited to seven or greater block day blocks. And secondary vacation happens in November. Um, similar, it's just any leftover spots that haven't been used get uh, put out for bid in the secondary vacation bidding process. So for primary vacation, a senior guy can only bid his seven-day or greater block you can split it twice. You can bid two separate weeks. But anything left over after primary goes all the way through is bid out in secondary. So um, it gives people the chance to bid on more vacation in November during the secondary process that was not uh, doled out during the primary bidding. And it gives them an opportunity to look at days that might still be available that Correct. They didn't know were available. Exactly. And as far as October goes, let's say Sean here is on a – three-day Las Vegas trip, and his time comes up when he's airborne and he forgets to call, forgets to submit his form, his primary bidding is done, correct? He has to wait till November. No, that's actually incorrect. You can uh, call at any time once your um, specific date and time has passed. So if you get, uh, you know, you forget to f put the form in in advance with your requests or all of your requests were unavailable at the time, um, once your time slot has passed and Sean lands from Vegas, he can call and say, oh, shoot, I was supposed to call at 9 a.m. this morning. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon now. Obviously, a number of pilots junior to him have had the opportunity to bid, but he can still put his bid in at that point and uh, get whatever's available. So there you go, guys. If you do miss your primary vacation bidding, you know, if you're flying, if you just forget, call in as soon as possible. You may not get the day you wanted because others did have the opportunity to bid. However, you can still bid for your vacation that you may want to get after that. Absolutely. So let's talk about the vacation modification. Sure, uh, this is one more change uh, that we made in this contract. So 
going forward now, you have to cancel any awarded vacation prior to the first of the month prior. So, for example, it is August 31st today. Today is the last day to cancel any vacation you would have for the October bid month. So you have up until the first of the month prior to the month in which the vacation is awarded to cancel it. That's effect now. It is in effect now, yes. And the same thing for adding any leftover vacation spots. It's the same exact timeline. So if you look and you're like, oh, Halloween has a vacation spot on October 31st, I want to bid that. Um, you have up until the first of the month of the month prior. So today would be the last day to bid. If there was a slot for Halloween off, you could put that in. And as long as the slot's available and you're the first to request it, it's yours. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the reason the company might deny these vacation requests. Sure. Um, as we were just talking about adding vacation slots after the primary and secondary uh, bidding has occurred, um, let's say you want to, again, go with the, the Halloween analogy here. You want to bid for Halloween off, but the company has already uh, put in the training schedule that they are going to send you to CQ the end of October. So the company denies your vac vacation request because they're saying, oh, we already have you slotted to go to CQ. You already submitted your CQ bid, and you're going to get awarded CQ over Halloween. So the company has the ability then to deny your vacation request, um, the issue there is if for some reason their plans change or CQ doesn't end up being awarded to you over those dates where your vacation request was submitted, then you are pay protected for those days and your vacation bank is not debited. Um, what about a pilot on mill leave? What's, are there any uh, restrictions to them as far as their vacation goes? Nope, same as anybody else. Pilot on mill leave can request to utilize their vacation as long as the request is made prior to the first of the month prior. So let's talk about cancellation now with vacation. This is something that new that's come up with this contract has to do with training. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So when the with the new vacancy bid award process, the company will put out the four-month training window, and if you elect to bid on a new category your training shell will start within that four-month window. So if you have vacation within that four-month window and you elect to bid a new category, the company can cancel that vacation. But the restriction is only if it conflicts with the training shell plus a uh, seven-day extension after the training shell. Um, and the seven-day extension is if there is any kind of slippage in the training um, that type of thing. But the, the real point there is that the company can cancel your vacation if it conflicts with the training that you bid on. So if you have an important vacation within the four-month window of the vacancy bid, you should probably not bid for a new category and wait for the next vacancy bid. Um, if you're like Sean Lee and you bid a vacation that's just a random week and all of a sudden the vacancy bid comes out and you go, oh man, I can hold 330 captain. I'm bidding it even though my vacation's right in the middle of that four month window and it may overlap my training show plus the seven days. You know, you're like, hey, I don't care about this vacation. I want the new category. So you bid it and now all of a sudden your vacation conflicts with the training show. Well, the company's going to cancel it so that you can complete that training. So just to clarify, 
the training shell the four months plus the seven days. If the company to play devil's advocate here is unsuccessful in training you within those four months and seven days, and they push into month five, they cannot touch your vacation going forward after that. Is that, is that how that works? Yeah, small distinction. So the, the four months is when the trainings or shells are, are scheduled to start. So, uh, But the training shells aren't four months long. The training shells are, it, it depends on the category, but roughly you're looking at you know 75 days to go through a complete training. So um, let's say your category training show was 75 days long. You had the seven day buffer. So there's an 82 day stretch there where if your vacation is in that 82 days, the company is going to cancel it. But um, you don't know exactly where within that four months your 82 day training shell is going to be. So that's why if you have a vacation anywhere in that four month window where all of the different training shells are going to start, um, you need to be aware that the company can cancel your vacation. Gotcha. So it's not an actual four month window. It's within that four month window and the training footprint. Correct. So yeah, Plus it's kind of it's kind of two parts there. Gotcha. And that's that's a question that's come up quite a bit. You know, when it came to vacation planning and future, and a lot of people looking forward to this next vacancy bid, not knowing what's going on. So I think it's a great piece of information there for them to know before they bid. Uh, make sure you guys look into that before you guys do bid. Review that vacation uh, scheduling policy. And if you have any questions, again, the man of the plan, Rob Willoughby and the CCT guys are here, and they're going to help you out however they can. Uh, what else we got in there, Rob, we can talk about with the cancellations? Um, well, one we got going right now is the 787. So that's a, a newly created category, new equipment. So um, if you're awarded a newly created category, which is defined as the first 24 months, Again, your vacation, if it conflicts with uh, the training show and the seven-day buffer will be canceled, just like uh, any other uh, newly awarded category. And the, the pilots that bid this newly created category, within 30 days of being awarded it, they'll be able to then bid for any available vacation days in that new category. Um, However, if they fail to qualify, then their old previous vacation will be reinstated. Okay, and failure to qualify, obviously, meaning they were unsuccessful in their training and are going back to their other airframe. Yeah, exactly, and they're going back to their previous equipment. What can the company offer, uh, let's say, on a per-month basis for the pilots? Yeah, so this is a, a new thing we added as well, where on a voluntary basis, the company may elect to uh, have pilots cancel their vacation in a specific category per month. So let's say they're coming up on July and they're looking short on 717 captains and they say, you know what, 717 captains, we're going to offer 150% multiplier if you cancel your vacation in July. Um, and again, this would have to be done prior to the first of the month prior, just like any vacation cancellation. But then uh, anybody who had vacation in July in the 717 captain category could say, hey, you know what? I don't really want this vacation. I'd rather have, you know, a whole bunch of money instead. And then they get paid 150% out for uh, voluntarily canceling their vacation. When they buy it back, is it the whole month or is it specific days or is it up to them? It's up to them for the whole month. So they have to pick a specific category and a specific month, but then it's... So if I had seven days of vacation in December and they said 150%, they get 150% of the whole seven days. Correct. Wow. Are, are they paying you back in days or are they paying you back in hours like you bid for? 
No, Save us so pop up vacations. And it, they, it's, it's like PPU. So your okay. vacation doesn't get credited back to you. Your vacation gets burned, and you just get paid out. The you get paid cash yeah. for that vacation time. Yeah, exactly. Hard to argue with cash. All right. Well, here's a little used one that uh, most people probably don't know about. You can actually do a vacation advance. So if you want to get your vacation pay in advance of actually taking your vacation. Um, you just have to fill out a form three days prior and submit it to the uh, chief pilot, and they'll uh, actually pay out your vacation um, three days before you take it, which is a pretty pretty cool thing. The credit of that vacation? Uh, it's the yeah, the, exactly the the pay for that vacation. So if you're going to Cancun and you wanted money for tequila and that's it, you just get right the chief pilot essentially and they cut you a check three days before you head to cancun wow. you let them know hey I, I need to get paid off for this vacation in advance i need those green dollars in my pocket for my <laughs> I tequila all right one other important one um most pilots may or may not know about is the company can actually force vacation on you so if you're like sean lee and you forget to bid vacation or uh, you bid a week you don't want, and then you cancel it, and you don't bid any more pop-up yet. Well, now all of a sudden you're getting towards the end of the year. You still have to take one week of vacation every year, and that is another change. So prior, depending on your accrual, you actually had to take more than a one week of vacation, but now all pilots only have to take one week. So if you haven't taken your week and you're getting towards the end of the year, the company may force a sign you a week of vacation to make sure that you take it. The one stipulation there is the company does have to give you 30 days advanced written notice. So they will tell you 30 days in advance of when they're forcing your minimum vacation on you if you haven't taken it. Would an email count for that as a notification, or are we talking certified mail here? Uh, that's a good question. No, nope, email is going to work. So notified nice. in writing. So there you go. Okay, so we know an email will count as notification for that. Good to know. Uh, vacation is also subject to proration. If you're not familiar with the proration table, it can be found in 26 JJ and II, and that has to do with depending on how many days you take, it uh, reduces your required minimum days off in the month. Okay, this next one is something that probably uh, is going to be definitely something new for the 330 guys. And it's actually going to start affecting the 717 guys also. A uh, minimum of two days availability. Yeah. So, again, once you've <laughs> bid your primary vacation, um, some pilots would cancel every other day, and you would have one day vacation, one day off, one day vacation, one day off, et cetera. Um, now you actually have to have two days of availability between vacation blocks. So you can do two on, two off, or one on, two off, but you can't have... Um, just one day off in between blocks of vacation. Got to have two days of availability. Does that is that a reserve rule too now for, with the new contract too? It's for everybody, so yeah. it's just for any vacation. You just can't do one on, one off, one, yeah. one, one, one. Vacation donation. You know, with the new vacation payout system, um, how is this going to affect our vacation donation plans? That's uh, yet to be seen because we haven't, uh, you know, gotten to the end of the year. I know there's been some vacation donations opened up recently for, for pilots in need, but um, the vacation donation program is uh, an agreement between the MEC and the chief pilot that allows for 
a pilot that has run out of vacation and sick leave to then receive vacation donation from other pilots um, if they're experiencing a hardship or a medical issue, that type of thing. And uh, all those amounts are then converted to a dollar amount. So uh, if a 330 captain is donating a vacation day to a, a 717, obviously the the day is the same, but the dollar amount is significantly different. So they do a, a conversion to uh, uh, make that fair. Okay, so it would be if you gave a vacation day to a first-year 717 FO and you're at hypothetically $360 an hour and he's at $81 an hour, he could be getting roughly four days' worth of vacation. Yeah, it goes like three to one, Correct. four to one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, good. So just for those of you out there who are wondering, it is not a one-for-one, one-day-for-one-day. One it is converted. So you could be donating you know, quite a bit more than you think you are. And that I is actually a had a talk help. about this, yeah, with Sam Samaha. He was talking about he has it cash or is an hour. That's good to know that it's cash. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can help out a lot. Every little bit helps. And then we come to vacation cash out. Yeah, so you were just talking about this a second ago, but this is a big one. So um, any unused vacation that you have at the end of the year is now getting paid out. So, again, you got to use your one week of vacation, but anything else that you elect not to use gets cashed out at the end of the year. So um, it uses the pay rate that you have on December 31st of the year. So December 31st of this year, whatever your pay rate is, times that by whatever vacation you have remaining that you did not use this year, and that all gets paid out on your February 22nd paycheck of next year. Okay, guys, that wraps up this episode of How Contract Explains with Captain Rob Willoughby and First Officer Sean Lee, myself, Sean Kimura. If you guys have any questions on anything contractual or anything having to do with vacation, please submit a dart. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Our subject matter experts are on top of it, and we'll get you the answer as fast as they can. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys later. See you all.